we were in Genesis 21, and who remembers what has been transpiring in Genesis 21 thus far? God showed a well to Hagar. God showed a well to Hagar. Yeah. Not as well watered as Bobby's kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so Hagar, she had been tossed to the curb. Um, her and her son Ishmael. And they were no longer, Ishmael was no longer a part of the inheritance. Um, and this was uh, God's doing as well. God had promised he would make a nation out of Ishmael as well, but he would not be a part of the promise. Um, and, and so this is kind of where we're at. Hagar, she's, she got kicked out. She's heading, to, who, who remembers where she was heading? Egypt, Egypt right? Because that's where she was from. She's like, well, I'm going to head home. And we read about how she was ready to give up and die. They ran out of water. They ran out of bread. And the Lord spoke to her. And who, whose cry did the Lord hear? Ishmael's. Ishmael's, Ishmael's cry. Um, because he is a, a child of Abraham. Um, and, and so God opened her eyes. And she was able to see the well. Um, brought water to the boy. They moved on, and we find out that Ishmael became an expert with the bow, and so he made a life for himself. Uh, his wife, or his mom, found him a wife, and where was his wife from? Egypt. And again, this is kind of an indication he's no longer a part of Abraham's family. Um, he is taking a, a wife from Egypt, from his mom's side of the sticks, I guess, yeah. Um, and that, that leads us to today. We're going to look at what I think will be the end of 21. I think we'll get through it all, but we'll find out. Um, starting in verse 22, uh, it says, At that time, Abimelech and Fecal, the commander of his army, said to Abraham, God is with you in all that you do. Now, therefore, swear to me here by God that you will not deal falsely with me or with my descendants or with my posterity. But as I have dealt kindly with you, so you will deal with me and with the land where you have sojourned. And Abraham said, I will swear. When Abraham re reproved Abimelech about a well of water that Abimelech's servants had seized, Abimelech said, I do not know who has done this thing. You did not tell me, and I have not heard of it until today. So Abraham took sheep and oxen and gave them to Abimelech, and the two men made a covenant. Abraham set seven ewe lambs of the flock apart. And Abimelech said to Abraham, What is the meaning of these seven ewe lambs that you have set apart? He said, These seven ewe lambs you will take from my hand, that this may be a witness for me that I dug this well. 
Therefore, that place was called Beersheba, because there, there, because there both of them swore an oath. So they made a covenant at Beersheba. Then Abimelech and Phicol, the commander of the army, rose up and returned to the land of the Philistines. Abraham planted a tamarisk tree in Beersheba and called there on the name of the Lord, the everlasting God. And Abraham sojourned many days in the land of the Philistines. All right, so we're, we're kind of jumping back into Abraham. We're, we're done with Hagar and Ishmael. <laughs> it's just kind of like uh, a sharp U-turn that we're making. And, uh, and we see this character, Abimelech. Who's Abimelech? He's a king, but I can't remember. Isn't he a king? He is a king. I can't remember from where. Yeah, King of Gerar. Remember that? Just maybe a, two chapters ago or something like that? Okay, so he joined forces when they were saving Lot the first time? No, this is uh, Abraham. This is after the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, and Abraham journeyed out again into the land of Gerar and met up with Abimelech. Um, and... Yeah, and there's a whole issue with Abraham lying about Sarah again, and um, God had put uh, some type of plague or disease within the household of Abimelech, gave Abimelech a dream. Um, Abimelech returned to Abraham, his wife, and then also gave him stuff, a lot of stuff, and gave silver to Sarah as well. Um, and so that's who we're dealing with here. Now, uh, Abimelech, he, he's coming to Abraham again. Um, and what does he say to Abraham? Don't, don't deal falsely with me anymore. Well, don't deal. But before he says that, what does he say? God is with you in everything. God is with you in all that you do. And now swear by God. In other words, yeah. I'm not taking your word for it. Yeah. So what what does he mean, God is with you in all that you do? Why would he say this to Abraham? Because he had witnessed how faithful the Lord had been to Abraham and how he had provided for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Benlech kind of sees Abraham as untouchable. It, there, there's a lot of things going on here, right? Remember, he had the dream about Abraham. God said that Abraham was his prophet. And God, and Abraham prayed for healing over Abimelech, and his whole household was healed. Um, what else has happened within that time? I mean, this was a few years back, right? Um, by this time, Isaac has been born. He's been weaned. Remember that? Um, so it's been a few years. Uh, but the fact that Abraham has a son through Sarah, that had to speak volumes as well. Um, yeah, that made the headlines, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's like something you'd read out of a National Enquirer. Right? <laughs> Nine year old woman has baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and so here we are. And what is he asking of Abraham? Yeah. 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 Don't deal falsely with me or with my descendants or with my posterity. So he, he, he's looking for some type of peace treaty, right? Why do you think he's doing this now? Yeah, um, th- there is that, but I, I think also what I think Abimelech is seeing is because God is blessing Abraham, he is growing more and more powerful. Um, he has more servants now. He probably has more, you know, beasts and livestock. Um, and because there's, there's something that's going to come up that Abraham's going to mention to him about a well, right? And so there has been interaction between Abraham's people and his people. Now, he's going to claim not to know about this, but that's probably not true. That's <laughs> probably why he's there, because he knows that there's been these disputes. And who did Abimelech bring with him? Yeah, the commander of his army. Why would he bring the commander of his army with him? Intimidation. Intimidation, probably. Hard to overhear. Right? He may have just wanted the commander to overhear, but in, in some sense, yeah. witness. Yeah, he, he would be a witness. Good, bad, or indifferent. But, but I, I think, too, he's, he's probably the muscle, right? I mean, if you're the commander of a king's army, you're probably the biggest guy during that time. Um, and so he's like, I'm going to bring my biggest guy with me um, to show my might, and we'll make a treaty then. Yep. What, what was it, uh, Teddy Roosevelt, what did he say? Speak carry. Softly yeah, speak softly and carry a big stick. Yeah, his big stick is this fike hole. Um, yeah. Uh, Even though he's gonna, he's actually not pleading, but asking for favor. What what he wants, he wants to make sure because Abraham's growing in strength. He wants to make sure Abraham's not going to try to take anything else from him. And so he brings his tough guy to reinforce. Mm-hmm. His strength. Yeah. Like, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, and how long of a deal does he want with Abraham? <laughs> yeah, basically forever, right? You know, 
you know, with my descendants, with my posterity. Um, yeah. And so he, he wants this peace treaty to be a, a lifelong stamp or a forever long stamp. Um, yeah. Abraham's not capable of performing that, right? Well, he can only do what he can in his exactly. lifetime. But yeah. He? He yeah. To... yeah. 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 That doesn't bode well. No, it doesn't bode well. Yeah. Yeah. And, and can you imagine being a, an Israelite, say, in the time of Judges, reading this? No. You know, and like, okay, here's Abimelech. Oh, he's a Philistine. Yeah, uh oh. You know, most most people don't know Philistines is what uh, the Romans called the Palestinians. Yeah, well, They're the same. It's the same people. The, the the Philistines they they came to that region. They crossed the sea, the Mediterranean, and settled there. Um, and so they were probably descendants of Greeks, maybe. Um, yeah. What I know is they had a guy named Goliath. <laughs> they did have a guy named Goliath, yes. And that didn't bode well. No. <laughs> um, so we, we see Abraham saying, you know, I will swear. Uh, and then... Right after that, verse 25, Abraham reproves Abimelech about a well of water that Abimelech's servants had seized. And so there's this dispute over a well that Abraham had dug, right? Um, and so typically what's going on here is during that time, you know, there, there were shepherds, right? And what do shepherds do? They herd sheep, but they're they're traveling all over the place, right? They 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 need grazing land. They need uh, wells of water as well. <laughs> um, and so you know, if you can find a stream, that's great. But a lot of times you can't find a stream, and so you need to find a well of water uh, to produce water for your sheep. And you know, property rights at that time aren't quite like property rights today. Um, yes, you'd lay a claim on a land, but if if a shepherd was herding sheep on your territory, that was typical. Oh, geez, I'm sorry. Oh, that's all right. Um, and so, yeah, these shepherds, they would kind of go wherever, Um you know, they they would try to respect other other people's land, but it it was just you know how how do you determine the limits? Um, and, and so this is probably what's going on. Hey, there's this well here. Let's use it. Um, and it's a well that Abraham dug. He needs it for his flock. Um, and, and so there's this dispute going on. Uh, now, does Abimelech, what, how, what does he claim? Ignorance. Yeah, he claims ignorance. I had no idea. 
Maybe it was innocence he played. Yeah. Um, I, I had not heard of it until today. Um, yeah. And so, you know, perhaps, I, I'm not really buying it, but um, my guess is that he came in the first place because these things were going on and he wanted to make sure that there wasn't going to be any wars, um, you know, between his shepherds and Abraham's shepherds. And um, so he's, he's dealing with Abraham, trying to figure out how, how we can have peace uh, now that you're here. Um, so he's trying to get out ahead of it. Yeah, it yeah. He's trying to head off. Yeah. Yeah, and so in, in some sense there's, there's a, a bit of nobility here in Abimelech as well because he does not want war. Want war. Um, and so what does Abraham suggest? When it comes to the well. A covenant. A covenant, right? And so they make a covenant with one another. Um, and it's, it's really more like a, a land contract. And he, he sets sheep and oxen aside and gives them to Abimelech. Um, now, Abimelech had given him this land, right? Earlier. Now it seems like Abraham's purchasing the land. Doesn't it? He's at least making it known that it didn't come free. Yeah. This is basically what's going on. He's he wants to solidify his claim upon this land, and so he is offering a fair price for it um, to Abimelech. Uh, he's like, I know you gave it to me, but let me give you these sheep. Let me give you these oxen, so that I can lay claim on this land officially. And there's a witness there, right? Right. You mentioned, yeah, the big guy. The big guy saw all of this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so he's laying claim on this land. And then verse 28, it says, Abraham set aside seven ewe lambs of the flock apart. And Abimelech said to Abraham, what is the meaning of these seven ewe lambs that you have set apart? He said, these seven ewe lambs, you will take from my hand that this may be a witness for me that I dug this well. So what is that all about? So he had already given the sheep and the oxen. Now he's given seven more ewe lambs to this guy. Confirmation. Confirmation. It's for the well itself. For the well itself, right? It's, it's to bear witness that he dug the well. So the first part was for the land, and then these are for the well. Yeah, yeah, and so there's there's distinction in in the past between land ownership and well ownership. Um, a lot of wells were natural wells that were there um, to begin with, or that had been dug by people in the past that you just no one laid claim to it. We don't know who dug this well. Um, 
And, and so Abraham is making the claim, I dug this well. And so my flocks get the water from it, not your flocks. Does that make sense? So it's, the ewe lambs are like a possession of the right? Yeah. It's a purchase of... Yeah. Yeah. The, the only thing I can think that would be similar today is like oil rights yes. to land. Yes. Right? And so you can purchase property today and yet not own the oil rights to a land. Um, and, yeah, I, why that is the case, I don't know. <laughs> but because the government says so, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it's kind of like it's not oil rights, it's well rights. Um, and, and so this is what's going on here. Uh, and, and so the place, it says, therefore the place was called Beersheba. Because there both of them swore an oath. So what does Beersheba mean? Well of seven Yeah, well of seven, well of oath. Um, yeah, it's my guess is it means well of seven. So was this the same well that God showed Hagen? No, this is a different well. Uh, they were, okay. um, but Beersheba is a big region. Uh, yeah, my guess is it's a different well. Um, but you no, know, maybe maybe it was the same well. Maybe that's where his sheep went. I don't know. Could have been. Um, yeah, you'll you'll have to ask Hagar. When you meet her. I think it's, it runs on the heels of God showed this well. Yeah, it does. It does. So now we're, we go from God displayed this well to dispute over whose well is it. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. And maybe it is the same well. Yeah. Um, so, so it's named Beersheba. Um a well of seven, and and the covenant was made there between them, and it says, Fecal, the commander of his army, rose up and returned to the land of the Philistines. And then Abraham, he planted a tamarisk tree. Why is he planting a tamarisk tree? Rocks that they used to put as a monument. This tree is going to be a significant sign. Yeah. Of who put it there, first of all, and then mm-hmm. it will grow and continue to be a sign. Yeah, and, and so yeah, it's a marker, isn't it? No, it's planting a flag. It's planting a flag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, but it's it's more permanent than a than a flag. Right. Um. It's and yeah, it's going to set root, probably draw water from that well um, so it can grow. And it, it, would, it would be a marker as far as if you were traveling a long distance and you could see the tamarisk tree in the distance. Yep. Head for it. Yep. Because you knew water would be there. Yep. A lot of reasons I suspect you put that there. Yeah. 
Um, and, and then, it, so the, the tree is planted. It's going to be a marker, a landmark for them. Uh, and we see Abraham calling on the name of the Lord, the everlasting God. And so here we see another name of God being used, the everlasting God. Uh, what is significant about the everlasting God? He's eternal, first of all. Mm-hmm. And he has promised an everlasting prince. Yeah. Yeah. He rules over it all mm-hmm. for eternity. Yeah. To yeah. whom there is no end. Yeah. But then the one who was asking for a uh, everlasting uh, treaty to be made. And, uh, yeah, he was. To the, uh, he was looking for an everlasting yeah. treaty of peace. If God is a witness to it, then uh, he would you know, be an everlasting. Yeah. Well, maybe so he just looked up Tamar's tree. Mm-hmm. If you cut it off, it grows back. And you cut it off, and it grows back. And you cut it off, and it grows back. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so, and so the tamarisk tree is something that is everlasting because you keep cutting it off and it just grows back. Wow. Uh, and it takes 400 years to grow to full size. Wow, 400 years. And imagine the shade that you could find it, not just water at the yeah. grove, but a, ta- a, a tree of that girth that yeah. provides shelter from the, you know, there would, that's pretty significant. Yeah, thing. yeah. And the other thing, too, when, when we think about this, we, we've had two encounters with Abimelech now, right? Mm-hmm. The first encounter, what was in danger? What was it what? What was in danger? When you think of God's covenant, what was in danger? Sarah, Sarah's, yeah. Isaac's birth. Isaac's birth. Yeah. Now at the, the second encounter, what is in danger? The land, right? And so when you think of God's covenant being... Promise of, a land, promise of the land and promise of a son. Um, we see these two encounters with Abimelech uh, and, and the danger of both. And so he, here we go. Here we have uh, God working out through his providence and, and through his servant Abraham uh, solidifying his covenant. Yeah, and so now this portion of the land is Abraham's. Does that make sense? Um, yeah, and so we, we're seeing the promise being fulfilled. Isaac has been born. born. He, he has been weaned. You know, he's growing. And now this land is being solidified as Abraham's. No longer is he being a sojourner, but he is taking possession. Does that make sense? So it's being established that what was promised yeah. has come, right? Is now visible. Yeah. There's a boy, there's a land. Yeah, there's a boy <laughs> and a land. And so God is faithful. Amen. Amen. All right, we, we got people that are ready to come in over there, so let's finish up. Any, any thoughts or questions? You know, that is a good point. I, I always thought that uh, when, when 
they took the land, you know, the promised land. Uh, mm -hmm. I always think of uh, the military, you know, taking it by force, by, by God, you know, providing it through uh, military conquest. But, you know, this is an example of, you know, a way that they didn't have to uh, do that, but they purchased the land from the money. So yeah, they, yeah. Uh, but it's just a, another aspect of uh, you know, getting God's promised land to, uh, to the Israelites. So. Yeah, yeah. This this land is is Abraham's, and and um, yeah, we'll see that as we continue forward. All right, let's let's bow our heads. Let's pray. Father, we do thank you for your word. We thank you for the example of your servant Abraham, and um, Lord, even that you can work out your covenant promises through treaties of peace. Um, and you do that today as well. Um, you are the Prince of Peace, and you, you bring peace between man and yourself through your Son. And so we are grateful for that. Uh, be with us this morning as we continue to worship you. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen.